Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. To compete in the human race, you cannot plant your flag and claim the ground you stand on. You must rush to add steps with a forward march just to remain even where you journeyed yesterday. To be prepared requires anticipation of your next move. Ten virgins waited for the bridegroom. Matthew tells us five prepared skins filled with oil to carry with them, and five did not. Matthew also tells of a man who was given a single talent and buried it out of fear. Can you achieve something new without giving something new? Is it possible to reach for that distant star without a greater reach than gave you possession of the star that you're on now? Or as Denzel Washington said, to get what you never had, you have to do something you never did. Authoritarian leadership, like socialism, stresses conformity, hierarchy, and centralized leadership, which leads to failures in flexibility, creativity, and independence of thought. Well, in democracies, there is that substance which emphasizes an individual's commitment to rights and privileges, producing men and women more willing to take the initiative. We all know that in the American military, there are some famous elaborate plans that have often gone foobar. Yet the American military is also famous for enacting its ability to take the initiative in those situations and prevail. See, there were ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Only five were wise enough to take skins full of oil with them. They took the initiative and seized the moment. However, the bridegroom was delayed, so all ten slumbered and slept while their lamps burned. Then there was a cry that the bridegroom had arrived and the ten were called to come out and meet him. As they trimmed their wicks to go out, only the five wise virgins were prepared to go with lamps full of oil. Now, this may seem like a strange analogy, having a plan in life, democracy versus socialism and ten virgins. However, as the proverb tells us about plans, the Lord weighs the spirit. Therefore, if we commit our work to the Lord, he will establish our plans. And we know that democracy is a slow process of stumbling toward the right decision, instead, of course, of going straight forward to the wrong one. Our faith journey is also a slow process of stumbling toward the right decisions. As St. Paul wrote to us in the book of Romans about the difficulty in doing the right thing, as the author of Hebrews tells us regarding our faith, it is about believing in that which we cannot see at first. Remember the ten foolish virgins, unprepared and now caught in this frightful moment when you need to respond, yet you are found wanting. So what did they do? Well, they ran off to find someone who would sell them oil for their lamps. But lack of preparedness is usually fatal. And when they returned, it was too late, and they were cast into the darkness. Don't be caught trimming your wick for the journey with a bridegroom, only to have it go foobar, because you didn't have a good plan to see it through to the end. Now, Jesus told us about a man who received an abundance of talents, five in all, another who received two. And both of these men put them to use. Now, we all have talents. The gift of kindness is no less a gift than the gift of gaining wealth. But using neither for the good of others is short-sighted. Remember, there was a third man in this story. The third man only received one talent. And what we probably immediately begin to think is that it's not much to work with, just one gift alone. So the man puts it to rest, buries it deep, protecting it, he believes. 
out of fear. In the examples of the first two men, the talents were unveiled first and then used to increase their value. Five talents became five more. Two talents gained two more. Our faith is filled with stories of men who failed or lacked in skills, had little to work with, or gave everything away. Yet they played the greatest of roles in this theodrama in which we all live. Like Peter, who hesitated to follow Jesus, he would later deny Jesus three times. But his failures purged his weakness, and he becomes the first pope. Like the Apostle Paul, who was a small man with insignificant appearance. He didn't speak very well in public either, as stated in 1 Corinthians. His handwriting was imperfect, but he allowed a scribe to shine in writing his letters. Paul's knowledge was unparalleled, and the world marvels at his written words. You also know that, like St. Patrick of Ireland, who was actually a Roman citizen born in Britain, but he won the King of Ireland over to the faith by describing the Trinity using the tiniest of tools, a shamrock. And like St. Francis of Assisi, who came from wealth, but he gave it all up, forming the order of Franciscans. What he gathered, he gave to the poor, and he was never more wealthy. The whole drama from Genesis to our present day is filled with messy parts, yet with characters who had gifts, talents, that were unveiled and used. And oh yes, the man who was given the one talent and ghosted it away out of fear. When the master returned, that talent was taken from him, and the man was cast into the darkness. You see, focusing on our limitations is no way to reach out for what you've never had. You must stretch yourself, use your flexibility, creativity, and independence of thought. Act with initiative. Give your plans up to God and take your one gift, making it into two. Failures can purge weakness. Shortcomings can allow others to shine. The tiniest things can be the difference makers. And giving everything away can make you the wealthiest man in heaven. There is this piognant story by Les Brown about the ghosts of all the ideas that we never acted upon and the talents that we never used. These said ghosts can be seen standing beside our deathbed, really angry that they must go to the grave with us having never been brought to life. Maybe this is too morbid of a thought, I don't know. But in the Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens describes Scrooge as an old man that the cold within him froze his old features, nipped his pointed nose, shriveled his cheeks, stiffened his gait, made his eyes red and his lips blue. But after seeing what life could be like, Scrooge asked the spirit if his future could still be changed See, he sees the initiative before him. Before it becomes time to trim your wick, do you have a plan? Better to seize the moment now, use your talents, and ask God for his mercy and grace. Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum. <laughs>